Hello. Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Preseason episode two. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV. Twitter. Tweeting on Twitter. Find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook. You know? You still on the Facebook? Hey, did you see that video on Facebook of the dog and the cat? <laughs> well, you won't find that on the Unreasonable Doubt podcast page on Facebook. Still worth checking out. Find it. Hit the blue thumb. Follow the podcast there. Let's do some player profiles. You know, I walk around on the streets and people have no idea who I am. And that's right. But every once in a while, I'll run across a relative or a good friend who listens to the podcast and they're like, Hey, Josh, when are you going to do the next player profile? That's never happened. But if it did, and you were thinking that, maybe, I'm, I'm stretching here. I've got three player profiles this episode. Why? Because the last two episodes, I talked with people who you would rather hear from than me doing player profiles. Brandon Phoenix, West Virginia basketball legend Kevin Jones were the last two episodes. If you haven't listened to those, listen to this first, then go back and listen to those episodes of Unreasonable Doubt. But our first player profile... Brandon Knapper, six foot, one hundred and eighty pounds, red shirt freshman from South Charleston, West Virginia. I love that there's a strong percentage of the roster from the state of West Virginia. Very excited about that. Brandon was on the team last year, but was redshirted because of an injury, a knee issue. But did get the practice when he after he rehabilitated that. Did not get the practice in the offseason due to issues with a blood clot. But he has been cleared to play, so that's great news. And for what it's worth, Javon Carter said Brandon Knapper was the toughest guard to play against in practice. For what it's worth. Uh, and I... Number one in the trust rankings, Javon Carter. I take his word on that kind of stuff. So outside of Javon's word, I go to YouTube, see Brandon Knapper's highlights from South Charleston and from Hargrave Military Academy. The refreshing part of his YouTube clips, plenty of defensive clips. where He's guarding guys, getting steals. The thing I noticed with Brandon Knapper in those YouTube videos Quick hands. (laughs) You know, you just watch that video and you come and you and you stop watching the video and you think, man, Brandon Knapper has quick hands. He also made a bunch of wide open threes in his YouTube clip. How will he contribute to the team? I have no idea. No clue. He does have a leg up on the other guys new to the program in that he was in the program last year. He's six foot. I've seen on the internet where he is being projected to start. 
but that'd be wild if if Brandon Napper and Beetle start two six foot guards. That would stand out. That's not normal at the collegiate level. And I don't know what position Brandon Napper plays. Is he point guard? Is he shooting guard? Is he a combo guard? <laughs> I don't know. But I think he's going to get minutes. And I'm rooting for everybody on the team, but especially guys from the state of West Virginia. So I did a lot of research. Let's get scientific. The stat we need to be looking for this season for Brandon Napper. If Brandon Napper makes a wide open three, West Virginia's chances of winning are at 78%. And that's science. I'll show you my research. I'll give you the data. 78% chance if he makes a wide open three. If he does not make a wide open three in a game, West Virginia's winning chances drops to 64%. So that's what we need to be looking out for. Brandon, wide open threes representing South Charleston, West Virginia. Home of yen sandwiches. I love me some yen sandwiches. The best bah me in the whole state. Might be the only place to get a bah me in the whole state. But he's doing it right. Love Yen. Love Brandon Napper. Next player profile is a doozy. He's a main guy. Sagabacanate, player profile, coming up. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt? Not really random at all. Another player profile. This time, one of our main guys. I called him all last season the lovable knucklehead. I'm retiring that. Let's see what this season holds for Sagabacanate. Junior from the country of Mali in West Africa. We would all agree that Javon Carter last season was the MVP for the team. Number one on the trust rankings. Our best player. He's with the Memphis Grizzlies now. But who had the most exciting plays of the year? And with all due respect to Javon Carter, Sagabacanate provided the most excitement last season. And when I think of last season and Sagabacanate and excitement, I think of that first half in Morgantown against Kansas, where multiple times guys were trying to dunk very hard and Sagabacanate, like Goose and Top Gun, was sending everything away. And I was very excited, almost woke up my family. And there were multiple games last year where Kanate was blocking a shot or doing something that got me off the couch and in an excited posture. <laughs> he was the most exciting. Who had the biggest jump in performance from two seasons ago to the last season? It wasn't Carter. It wasn't Daxter Miles. It wasn't Issa Ahmad. It was Sagabacanate. In his freshman year, Kanate averaged four points, three rebounds, and a little over one block a game. Last season, 11 points a game, eight rebounds, and a little over three blocks 
So big jump from freshman to sophomore year. What kind of jump will we see this year? Who's to say? But to put in perspective his defensive status last year, Kanate was first in the country in something called block percentage. Don't have me explain that, but he was number one in that. He was number two in total blocks for the year, and he was third in blocks per game. And he did that at six foot eight, which is tall. Don't get me wrong. But he was third in blocks per game. One of the guys he was behind was Mo Bamba, who is like seven foot three. Or something crazy. Uh, so six foot eight and just dominating. He has such great timing in his jumps, so much discipline. He's great at the skill of blocking, and I don't know how much that, how much more that can improve. But if he keeps up what he was doing last year, it's going to be amazing. You know, and I know that this is probably Kanate's last season. With WVU, he tested the waters. He went to the NBA Combine, came back for his junior season. So here's my questions for Kanate and what we all would assume is his final season. Can he play more per game? Last year, he averaged 25 minutes a game. Can he get the 30? Is the way he plays something that can't keep him on the court? Or can his conditioning get better to where he can be on the court more? And of course, that has to do with how many fouls he has early on in the game. But I would like to see that improve. Can he increase his rebounds? Don't really care about the blocks increasing or really his points increasing. But love to see his rebounds increase. It'd be great if he could do a double-double this year. 11, 12 points a game, 10 rebounds. That would be awesome. Can he do that? I think he can, and I think the team needs it. As much height as we have, the only rebounders I trust are Kanate and Wesley Harris. And so we got to have it from other places too, or we need Kanate to do even more on the boards. And I think he can do it. And then the question is, is Kanate okay with not increasing his offense? Because I don't think it's good if he's looking for his shot a majority of the time and leads the team in scoring. I don't think that bodes well for the team. Here's the stat that I took from Kanate, looking at the stats, watching him play last year. When you look at the stats, if Sagaba Kanate, and this is science, if he made five shots or fewer last year in a game, West Virginia went 20-5. and They won 80% of those games where he made five shots or less. When he made six shots or more, WVU's record was 5-6. and So they won 45% of the time when Kanate had six or more field goals. So I'm just telling you, what maybe one doesn't have to do with the other, but the stats last year said if he scored a lot, it de- decreased our chances of winning. So I want him to improve, and I think he can. And I think this is it for Kanate. But 
I'm concerned if he ends up being the leading scorer. One man's opinion. Final thoughts coming up. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Another player profile. This time Emmett Matthews Jr. Freshman, six foot seven forward from Tacoma, Washington. Which is farther from Morgantown, West Virginia? Is it Molly or Tacoma, Washington? I don't know. I'm asking. You tell me. I'll, after this, I'll look at a at Google Maps and see what's going on there. But Emmett Matthews Jr. committed to UConn. Then their coach got fired. NCAA champion Kevin Ollie got fired. So he decommitted. And Bob Huggins was interested. Also, Jordan McCabe. Another new player for WVU this year from Wisconsin, but he he lived in Washington State for a little bit, played with Emmett Matthews Jr., recruited Emmett to come to Morgantown, and he was responsive, and he's here. And Logan Round had to give up his scholarship so Emmett Matthews could come in on a basketball scholarship. So a lot of things had to happen for Emmett to join the Mountaineers. And here are, there's two things I know about Emmett Matthews Jr. One, He's a lefty. I've watched the clips. He's definitely a left-handed player. Also in the clips, he attacked the rim. Watch the YouTube clips of Emmett Matthews Jr. What are you going to see? Emmett attacking the rim. There's also some defensive clips, which is always pleasant to see in the YouTube package for a player. So one thing, he's a lefty. The other thing I know about Emmett Matthews Jr., you can get lost in his eyes. Watch out for those eyes. They're dangerous. And, hey, listen, I'm telling you, follow him on Instagram. Look at a picture of Emmett Matthews Jr. Tell me you don't get lost in his eyes. I'm just saying. I'm I'm telling you how it is. Both of those things are true. How will he contribute to the team? I have no idea. I don't expect a lot this season from Emmett Matthews Jr. because he's behind a lot of guys his height play the same position. So he's behind Wesley Harris, behind Lamont West, behind Issa Ahmad. <clears throat> so I don't expect a lot from him this year, but he will contribute in the future. Let's look at the science. If Emmett Matthews Jr., and that, I did a lot of research on this, if he dunks with his left hand during a WVU game this season, the Mountaineers have a 73% chance of winning. If he dunks with both hands or doesn't dunk at all, then the percentage drops down to 61%. And that's science. Uh, I'm just telling you how I'm breaking it down. So, for those of you keeping track, the perfect game for WVU this season Follow me. If Issa Ahmad shoots 10 or more times or less than three. Awesome. If Beetle Bolden gets a steal in a game. Awesome. If Derek Culver makes a free throw. Awesome. If Trey Dooms is turnover free. Awesome. If Andrew Gordon does a backboard swaying dunk. Awesome. If Jermaine Haley makes a corner three. 
If Chase Harler makes a two-point shot. If Wes Harris has four or more fouls. If Tavon Horton keeps the bench from spilling out on the court. If Brandon Knapper makes a wide-open three. If Sagabar Kanate makes five shots or less. And if Emmett Matthews Jr. has a lefty dunk. There is a 100% chance that WVU wins a game if all those things happen. And that's science. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Overcast, CastBox. Listen to one, two, three, ten different platforms. Listen to Unreasonable Doubt. Wherever you're listening, subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, leave a review. Those are nice things to do. We're getting close. We're getting close to the regular season. 23 days away from me recording this to the exhibition game against Penn State. A few more days after that, the home opener against Buffalo. Season 2 of Unreasonable Doubt. We got some things cooking. There's some things happening. I'm excited to share that with you in Season 2. And we're almost there. So keep listening. Tell somebody about this podcast. We're getting close to basketball, and I'm excited. Until the next episode, thank you for listening. I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt WVU for the 2018-2019 season. Is 0-0.